Welcome to Jam Sessions 2020. This is your host, Jane Ann Murray, president of J. Murray Consultants. This is our second in a series of episodes, 42 episodes in total, celebrating uh, 42 years of my career as a marriage and family therapist. And today the theme is choices. And I'm going to take you back uh, to 1978, uh, the very first day that I was sitting in an office, not even my own office, and I was on call uh, to receive the incoming clients on behalf of the agency where I had just started uh, to participate. And it is the very first day. And when I think back, it was 1978. Uh, there were no cell phones. There was no Google. There was no, um, there was no search engines. Uh, there was no keywords or hashtags. Um, Wayne Dyer was writing one of his first uh, books. Betty Friedan was um, just initiating the women's movement. Um, there was a lot going on. It was the 70s. And so when the phone rang, holy smokes, I was taken aback. And it was like the phone's actually ringing. This could be my first client. And so begins my story. But just as I picked up the phone, I said a little prayer. Uh, Lord, this is it. Um, my story as a therapist is, is beginning now. Um, this is what I feel called to do. Um, this is what I've trained for. This is what I've spent seven years in school for. Help me not to sound like a neophyte. Help me not to sound, un help me to sound professional. Help me to sound empathetic. Don't let me say anything stupid. As I sat there listening to the phone ring, and that was the second ring, I'm thinking, okay, help me to listen well, help me to know what to say, help me to be open. How do I know who's calling? What's their issue? I was already in a frenzy and I was, I was stunned that the phone was actually ringing. And then I'm thinking, Jane Ann, you've got to pick up the phone. You've got to pick up the phone. Choices. Today, it's about choices. Choices to seek help or not. Choices to pick up the phone or not. And the choice was mine and the choice was the person on the other end who I didn't know yet. Choices to reach out or not. 
Choices to call a stranger from the yellow pages or from a phone booth or not. Choices to put your life into someone's hands um, or not. A choice to continue the struggle alone or not. A choice to end their life or not. The voice on the other end of the phone said, please, please help me. I'm standing on the shores of Lake Michigan. I'm either dying today or I'm going to be saved. One of the two. Dying would be a lot easier because I'm not a very good swimmer. Again, I was taken aback. To be or not to be alive? That was her question. What a choice to live or die on my first day as a therapist. A choice to live or to be saved or a choice to end it and be lost in Lake Michigan. What could I possibly, um, what could possibly have brought this person to the edge that day? And would would I even have a chance to find out? I slowly replied, "Uh, look, I'm sorry, we we haven't met yet. Are you willing to consider another choice other than those two? I waited and there was no answer. Uh, uh, Where are you right now? And the person said, I told you, I'm standing by Lake Michigan. Okay, are you willing to stay on the phone with me? Are you, are you willing to make your way here to my office? It turns out the person was not that far away and she had called directory assistance from a phone booth and the call, the directory assistance actually had punched in, I guess, however they did it, and our clinic came up as the being the closest one. She had asked for the closest intersection uh, from where she was on the shores of Lake Michigan that day. So remember, there's no internet, there's no Google, um, not like these days. And I just kept thinking while I'm trying to coax her a little bit, um, Jane Ann, have you ever been right at the edge, like right up to the edge, and you just needed that little bit of a nudge, um, a little bit of encouragement, a little push um, to make a different choice? So I said again, can you choose for right now to give yourself more time while we figure this out? No promises, no guarantees only other choices. And by the way, I don't know you, but I applaud your courage to make the call. And that says something about your inner self, your inner character. You've got some strength in there that you don't even know you have. Or maybe you do know you have it. You just don't know what to do with it. But by making the call, it demonstrates to me that there's some part of you deep down 
um, even while standing on the shore, who needs some answers or a voice and just consider that before you make that final choice. So that was day one. And as the story unfolded, there were a lot of reasons uh, why there were only two choices for that person that day. We worked together for a long, long time, plotting through a very horrific story and we remained in contact. She was not much older than I was at the time. And it was years later that I actually shared with her that she had been my first ever client, for which I'm happy to say she was very grateful. But there are many times since um, that day that I've returned to that day in my mind as I answer a call or now in today's language, answer an email or a text message. And I pray that same, or versions of that same little prayer. Um, as I, you know, I still verbalize, um, I don't know where they're coming from. I don't know what their struggle is, but I know there's a reason that they're calling me or they're calling, they're connecting with me and I'm going to assume that they that it's meant to be and that it's right. So help me be present for them now. So the choices to honor even the pieces of the story that you don't understand or the choices that you may have made in the past that could have been wrong for you or that may have turned out right for you those are the most important pieces of the story. So making a choice to honor your own story is in fact, I believe, the first step to healing. And we're making choices all the time. We don't even realize that we're making choices all the time. So it's really important to connect the choices with where our story has ended up even to today. So after 42 years, I would hasten to say that there are always more than two choices, but sometimes we just need a neutral nudge, a push, an affirmation, a pair of listening ears, uh, empathy, and even feedback to figure out what the best choice is for us right now. And sometimes we need a major intervention that takes a long time to get to, as was her case, in order to radically shift our mindset, to be able to even fathom another choice. But the fact remains, the choice is still ours. If you need to reach out because you are faced with a choice that you can't quite make, I want you to be open and feel free that you can connect with me at any time. And if by some strange coincidence, although I don't believe in coincidences, that you're right at the edge today, listening to a stranger on a podcast as a last ditch effort, and you're just waiting to hear that little word that will help you um, make some kind of a choice, are you willing, I'm gonna ask you the same way I asked that person, 
uh, 42 years ago. Are you willing to give yourself one more choice? Are you willing to give your story one more chance? Please do not hesitate, whether it's day or night and you're listening now, um, you can call or text and you can make a really different choice. And you know, your choice is gonna be a gift to me, but even more so, it's gonna be a gift to you. And you have to be willing uh, to let someone else help you. And sometimes that's really difficult. If you need to reach me, you can reach me at jamconsults at gmail.com. I want to make sure that you know that the door is always open 24-7. It has been for 42 years. And that's a privilege that I hold very, very dear to me. So your choice and your story are, are one and the same. The choices you make will be influential on how your story is going to unfold. And I just want you to know that you're not alone and you don't have to be alone. And that was my message to her 42 years ago. And I'm happy to say that she did get her act together. Life continued. She made some marvelous choices in the future and we still stay in touch. And for that, again, I'm really grateful. So until next time, thanks for listening to Jam Sessions 2020. Welcome to Jam Sessions 2020. This is your host, Jane Ann Murray, president of J. Murray Consultants in Toronto. And this is number three in a series of 42 podcasts celebrating my upcoming 42 years of being a marriage and family therapist. Today's word or podcast is actually based on the word age. As I think about it now, I want to say the word ageless. And right off the top, I want to say that there is absolutely no age or time limit on therapy or personal development. In 2018, I received the following letter out of the blue. I don't know if you'll recall my name, but 37 years ago, when I was just 15, I contacted you with severe depression. I met you at your office at Young and Eglinton in Toronto. Well, fast forward 37 years, and I just wanted to thank you for being there for me. It made all the difference in the world. I just wanted to reach out and tell you how much you helped me. I hope you're well. Oh, yes, of course I remember. Uh, That young woman was Irish with jet black, long, beautiful hair, pale, pale skin, really, really outgoing, and yet very troubled. What a gift and what a story this person has had. She's just about to celebrate her 50th birthday and is the owner and operations manager of her own insurance brokerage. My last name, Murray, appears in the company name that she picked. I was so thrilled upon receipt to know that she'd made it through those difficulties and had gone on to make a great life for herself. Sometimes we just don't know what happens to the people that we see. More importantly, it's about her age. At age 15, 
She knew she needed help, and she reached out on her own. 37 years later, in midlife, when she's in a completely different place, she spoke uh, over the phone with me that she'd come to speak about her therapeutic work as a teenager with her new therapist, uh, who encouraged her to, to track me down. She didn't think that I was still uh, working, as I would be too old in her estimation. I guess I would have appeared much older to her as a 15-year-old. Age, as a therapist, is relative, or in actual fact, irrelevant. And let me give you another example. At Christmas time, I received a postcard with a family picture of one of my couples celebrating 50 years of marriage. It said, we're still practicing the togetherness principles we set out as a mandate in our work together with you. At the time, their youngest of three children would have been four years old when he made his first call, when he was seriously questioning his ability to carry on in his own career and to be a dad. So therapy is ageless and it goes on forever. And there's a sense in which the work we do at any age is going to continue to impact us. As I speak, I'm aware uh, that many of my early mentors who were pioneers in the field of marriage and family therapy, uh, who were supervisors of mine uh, and supervisors of my work in those days have passed on. I was 24 when I started seeing clients. Most of the clients were much older than me. And I had to do a lot of work on myself to convince myself that I could make a difference in uh, people's lives at a young age. Nonsense. Now I want at any age to encourage my clients uh, to pursue their inner strengths, to find their purpose, to voice their unspoken wishes and desires, and to set goals early. Then you'll have lots of time to achieve them over the ages. And then you can change them. And in all of them, you're going to continue to learn no matter what age. Recently in the Rise Up World 2020 Challenge, uh, where this idea of the, my podcast was born, Pete Vargas told uh, the story of how the father of the youngest Columbine shooting victim in grade nine at the time had kept already at age 13, six journals and had written her own code of ethics. Cheryl Joy Scott, hmm. in her journal, she wrote that she wanted to be, and I quote, responsible for a chain reaction of compassion and kindness that would ripple around the world. Little did she know that her, her little life, her early life, would be snuffed out quickly and senselessly. Her father, in his own grief and growing process, would eventually take her message into thousands of schools, encouraging youth to walk with faith and not by fear, to step out early in confidence, and to personally develop character and commitment. Separated at age 10 from his dad, Pete's own father was and, and Pete were reconciled together with one another during one of Daryl Scott, that's Cheryl Joy Scott's dad, through one of his speeches 
uh, where Pete's youth group was having Daryl as their speaker. His dad was in the back and subsequently wrote him an, a letter begging Pete's forgiveness for the ways that he had and hadn't been a father to him in those early years. So you see, it doesn't matter at what age you begin your journey. Um, your story is ageless. Your, personally, your personal work on your life is ageless. You can jump in at any time and look back to figure it all out, or you can continue to move forward, knowing what you know or don't know, working with who you are and what you have right now. You can actually piece together your story as you go. It doesn't all have to be clear. Let's discover your stories together. It's now 42 years later. I've been in therapy and doing therapy for two thirds of my life to date. And I have no intentions of stopping. I've had a number of therapists myself along the way. I've never not been in therapy for some part of my life or journey and addressing my story always. I guess it's safe to say that I'm in it for the long haul, wouldn't you agree? But I believe in the process. I have no regrets over my choices. And when I started at age 24, I had no idea how my story would unfold and how my story would integrate with yours. I was aware and I had declared a calling on my life to this work. But I had no idea who I really was at that time and how all of you would cross my paths. That we start is the key. And John Maxwell says there really is no finish until we're called home. So 42 years later, I keep saying that number, that number, 42, 42, 42. I keep saying that number, but honestly, it surprises me that so much time has passed. I think, well, I'm 66, but I think 66 is the new 50. Haha. Um, I'm way too young to retire, and I still want to leave a legacy of my work. So coming back to age, age is not a factor. You can start at any age, and history is unlimited. It, it's gone on through the ages. And while we may not all be history makers, we are kind of history in the making. At any age and at all ages, our developing story is important. And if we're able to tell our story anywhere near correctly, and it, chances are part of your story will be part of my story and will recognize the similarities and be changed as a result. Maybe it's nothing more than documenting um, and keeping track of our stories, who we are, where we're from, where we came from, who has influenced us, who are the people we're closest to. So in fact, at any age, we are history in the making. And as I record each of these segments, I, I keep thinking I would be remiss if I didn't say again, if you've stumbled on this podcast um, looking for help or need help making a decision about getting the help you need or about telling your story, I'm here for you. I, I'm in it with you. 
and I can be reached with a very quick email to jamconsults at gmail.com. Put Jam Sessions 2020 in the subject line and let your ageless story begin to unfold. Until next time.